This is the Archangel Templar, brought to you by Acre Radio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. On tonight's episode, we're going to get back and talk about the 12 vowels of Archanea. And for me, these are kind of curious episodes because in truth, these episodes are more like sermons. I am MJ Hannigan. I am your host of this podcast. I am also a member of the Archanea Jedi Order. In fact, I am one of the masters of the order and I'm part of the clergy. But on these episodes, I am not speaking for the order. I am speaking of the order. Mine is just one perspective within many within the Archanea Jedi Order. The cool thing about Archanea is, aside from the people, of course, is we do have a very set standard. We do have doctrine that we are encouraged to follow. The 12 vows of Archanea are one of such doctrines. And it's kind of a double-edged sword in a sense. The 12 vows of Archanea are written in our bylaws. They are part of our order. They are part of our church. But at the same time, they are also living expressions meaning interpretations of them within individuals will vary from one to the next. It's not just a hard, fast rule. It is guidance to live by. Um, If you break these vows, there is always a question of not just was a vow broken, but why was it broken? What is your interpretation of it? You know, there's a lot of factors that need to be considered. And again, I'm just one voice and one perspective. Alan might disagree. Alan might say that, well, Hannigan, you've been around for so long, you do have the right to speak for the order, which I absolutely refuse that right. I would prefer to do these episodes and give my perspective, and more importantly, encourage people to think about what their perspectives were. Now we get to, after that long buildup, we get to the fifth vowel of Arcadea, which has been kind of tossed around with a little bit of word changing. Um, I I should have spoken with Master Wilson before this episode, but I kind of like surprising him from time to time. Um, initially, this was called the vow of attachment. And then the whole attachment is forbidden speech came about and people misunderstand what attachment is. Attachment itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It is how you view attachment. What do you do with those attachments? You know, for many people, when you speak of attachment, the first thing that comes to mind is an unhealthy, toxic uh, grasp of things, an unhealthy attachment to a relationship, an unhealthy attachment to friendships, an unhealthy attachment to groups of people that you're a part of. You know, that's the unhealthy attachment that we speak about. So we kind of adjust and we can substitute the word devotion for it. But first, I'm going to read out of the Arcanea uh, Doctrine book. Unfortunately, you guys do have to hear me read because I don't have this memorized to speak verbatim. And I'd rather cover this verbatim in this regard. Okay, for the vow of attachment, attachment is vital to the life of the Jedi. The Jedi must know life and be intrinsically tied to it in the order to better serve the will of the force. Jedi must possess ties to the people around them and are encouraged to love. Love is a strong connection to the basis of humanity and 
can become a strong foundation of strength and encouragement when a Jedi needs them most. Yes, this is why I very rarely read out loud because I am highly dyslexic and it's better for me to memorize stuff when I try to do it, but just that wasn't going to work for this episode. All right, so that's attachment as seen in the eyes of Arcanea. Now we're going to flip it. We're going to talk about devotion. Well, what is devotion? Three different definitions of devotion, and we're going to cover as much as we can on it. The first uh, devotion is prayer or private worship. Uh, This definitely falls into the religious aspect of things. And in truth, a lot of us do devotionals. You know, for some, they do it from a religious point of view, from particularly Christianity seems to be popular. Um, within Arcanea as well as within, you know, our world in general. But whatever other religion that you serve, cool, you you do that. If it's going to make you a better person, then continue to practice that. I have uh, three devotional books, or more commonly referred to as Reflections books, that I go through daily. I, I go through three simply because, you know, each devotional or reflection, whatever word you want to use, it's only like a page or two that you read and you kind of contemplate, reflect on it and either meditate on it, write about it, whatever. Um, you know, for me, that's my devotional, my private worship when I reconnect with the universal life source and try to figure out guidance for the path I follow. All right. The next one is the act of dedicating yourself to a cause, enterprise or activity. From a Jedi Realist point of view, this is where we talk about our orders, and there are plenty of orders out there. I am speaking of Arcanea. Um, If you have another order that you're a part of and it's making you a better person, cool, continue with that order. That's your path. It is what it is, and it's totally fine. Um, The last, excuse me, the last one is ability, allegiance, and loyalty. Uh, Again, that could be in regards to your order, in regards to your family, in regards to your loved one, your spouse, your children, your nieces, nephews, cousins, sisters, brothers, uncles, former college roommate, whatever. Um, you know, it is what it is. From the Latin point of view, uh, devotion is a verb, meaning from the act of taking a vow, which is kind of funny because these are the 12 vows of Arcanea. So... 12 devotions of Arcanea might be an interesting way to call that. Or devout faithfulness of a religious nature. Now, is Jedi realism a religion? Uh, That is a point of view. I can speak of it, you know, for me, it's a life path. It's not necessarily a religion. Um, Other people might say, yes, Jediism is a religion and people practice it. In fact, the movie, uh, documentary film, American Jedi, speaks of uh, Jediism as a religion. So to answer the question, I really can't. Is Jedi realism a religion? Again, to some it is. To some it's not. It's kind of up to you. Within Arcanea, we... It's also kind of double-edged. Some people view it as religion. Some people do not. I view it as, again, a life path, kind of like a martial arts school. You learn these great skills as a martial artist, but also, more importantly, uh, you learn life skills. You learn codes, creeds, codes of conduct. You know, the list really goes on. And, you know, for me, that works. 
um, even a lot of the principles of Arcanea have, they didn't help in my recovery process per se, because my recovery process is much older than Arcanea has been. Um, but as I walk through recovery today, you know, I do apply the principles of Arcanea to my recovery program when I'm working with recovery addicts, when I'm working in my own life and just, you know, trying to find my guidance. All right. As Jedi realists, what are we devoted to? Well, we're devoted to the universal life source. God, as we understand it. Um, that's, you know, it is what it is. We're devoted to our order. You know, again, there are plenty of Jedi orders out there. You know, again, not every Facebook group is a Jedi order. Jedi orders actually have standing behind them. They have doctrine. Some of us have uh, tax exemptions. And some people are going for uh, religious um, 501c3, 501c4, or whatever. Uh, it, it really does vary from order to order. And if you want to become a part of an order, definitely check it out and, you know, talk to the people. Because again, there are plenty of orders out there. Not every order is for everybody. There are some orders that I absolutely love. There are some orders I generally don't. And it's okay. You know, there it's up to you on what type of order you want to be a part of. And if you find an order if it's going to make you a better person it's going to uh, help you in your life path and help you to be of service to other people then cool continue to be part of that order if you're not happy with that order definitely check out the other ones and see what's out there you know find the one that's going to work best for you in a sense it kind of reminds me of recovery fellowships or recovery halls if you will there are some recovery halls I've been to where it's like, yeah, this is definitely not for me. There are other recovery halls I've been to that are like, you know what? I get it. <clears throat> you know, I, I understand these groups, this group of people. Um, they are more of what I'm like. And it could be a personality thing. It could be, you know, plenty of things. All right. For Jedi realism, you know, what type of teachings do we devote ourselves to? Well, the obvious, you know, the core teachings that have been around since, God, early 80s, or late 80s, early 90s, the Jedi Code, we're not going to recite it because everybody knows it. The Jedi Creed, often referred to as a Skywalker Code, and the Jedi Behaviors. The Jedi Behaviors are perhaps within some groups, the least known, but they've actually been part of the oldest doctrine of our community. They're part of the RPG manuals, and we're going to be discussing Jedi behaviors probably after Samhain. After Halloween, we're going to start getting into Jedi behaviors because they're fun episodes, and again, it's not just nerdy Star Wars. It's these behaviors that we apply not just to our order, but more importantly to life around us, to the communities we serve, to the jobs that we have, to the work that we do. And again, never mix up your job and your work. Your job is how you pay your bills. Your work is what you do uh, as part of leaving your legacy, as part of helping people around you. You know, I am more commonly, I speak of my work. 
because my work is what my life is about. I very rarely speak in my job. The only time I actually did that was uh, between 2018, 2019, when I worked for Jiffy Lube uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, working with Cracker Jack, or when I worked uh, Jiffy Lube out, we're going to say close enough, we're going to call it St. Louis, Missouri. It's not quite St. Louis, but it's within like St. Louis metro-ish area well, with my homeboy Dave. Um at that point, I did speak of my jobs, and I won't do so again, simply because I've had too many people attempt to call my employers to get me fired from my job because I said something naughty on Facebook that they didn't like. These same people, you know, call me martial arts schools that I'm not even a part of any longer to let them know on how bad of a black belt I am because... I said something naughty that they didn't like. It's hate speech. You know, again, we need to understand there's a difference between hate speech, you know, speech that you don't like. That's not hate speech. It's just things that you don't like and you don't have the emotional uh, stability to hear things that you don't like without being offended. And if you're part of that crew, I definitely feel bad for you. All right. But aside from the Jedi Code, the Jedi Creed, Jedi Behaviors, you know, what other teachings are do we devote ourselves to? This is actually very uh, order-specific. Archanea has some things. Um, other orders have different parts of their doctrine, like the 12 hours of Archanea definitely aren't going to fly over a temple of the Jedi Order. You know, and that's cool. It is what it is. It's their own doctrine. So each individual order should have their own spin. They should have their own doctrine. And more importantly, not just have their own doctrine, but be able to talk about where this doctrine came from, what it means uh, to the members of the order, so on and so forth. And for me, a lot of the teachings, you know, we can try to dismiss it as much as we like, but most of our teachings in Jedi realism actually stem from the Extended Universe books. You know, those books pre-Disney. If you really take a look at all the older orders and their doctrine, I can find multiple quotes about where the doctrine came from, and I can take them from the books. Uh, the EU books was a hell of a series, and in some ways, I'm sad that Disney shut it down, but in other ways, I'm very happy that Disney can't touch the EU because it's its own universe, and you know now they call it Legends or whatnot. But for the older fans and for the Jedi realists, the EU was the biggest driving aspect of our community. All right, how do we show our order, or rephrase, how do we show our devotion in our everyday lives? Pretty simple. The first one is, how do we represent the order that we're a part of? Same as, how do you represent your martial arts school? How do you re represent your employer? You know, that's something that you're into. It's... It's very easy in a lot of ways from an inside perspective. From an outside perspective, it could look a little different. I represent parts of the recovery community here in Wichita. Do I represent a particular fellowship? No, I don't. Or fellowship, recovery hall, whatever you know, term you want to use. I don't. Simply because uh, what I've learned in recovery is, you know, 
you don't speak at your halls. You don't speak at your fellowships. You know, you don't do it publicly because I'm not trying to put one fellowship above another one. And even with the Arcanine Jedi Order, I do attempt to represent the Order to the best of my ability. Now, there are some things that people can say, well, hey, you know what? Hannigan did this or Hannigan said that. I don't agree with it. Okay, cool. That's fine. But does that mean that I'm representing the order poorly? You know, just because you don't like something that I said does not mean I'm poorly representing my order. It just means you're not part of the order. And yeah, I said something that hurt your fail fills. But at the same time, just because I hurt your fail fills doesn't mean I am breaking one of my vows or I am misrepresenting the order. It just means I have my perspectives and this is what I think. And are my perspectives always right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Would I like a world to live in that is only my perspective? Absolutely not. Because this world would be really boring if everybody had to adjust themselves to my own moral compass. Um, I don't expect other people to adjust to my moral compasses, to my moral compass. And I will never submit to other people's moral compass just to be accepted or just to feel accepted, I guess. All right, next way of, you know, showing your devotion is helping people in Jedi realism. This is something I do to my podcast. It's something I do in a couple of Facebook groups, and it's something I do within the Arcanine Jedi Order. You know, I, if people are interested and they want to learn about it, I'll gladly have the conversations. Uh, in my everyday life, I often wear Jedi Realist Radio, Jedi Templar t-shirts, or American Jedi t-shirts, simply because it's not even narcissistic, and I actually wish it was. But I do it because it reminds me of, I do represent my order in every day in every way. So if I'm wearing a Jedi Templar t-shirt or a Jedi Realist Radio t-shirt or an American Jedi t-shirt, I need to be mindful of how I conduct myself when I'm out in public or when I'm at the gym, you know, whatever, I need to be mindful of that. And again, doing the podcast, you know, I've been a podcaster since... God, I want to say 2010, possibly 2012, 2012. I've been a podcaster since 2012. And, you know, it's been an interesting ride. I've had some incredible people uh, bring questions to me. Uh, Doing a podcast got me, you know, as one of the featured people of the American Jedi documentary film that you can catch on Tubi for free. Um, just sign up for a free membership. And if you're from outside the United States, if you get a virtual private network server thing, you can just set the network for uh, United States and you can jump on Tubi. You can watch American Jedi for free that way. Um, perfectly legit, perfectly legal. You know, it, it can be difficult to represent your order in a lot of ways like some people they'll see the jedi t-shirts and they'll ask me questions like hey what's jedi templar or what's american jedi and i i enjoy talking about it there are other people who will see my t-shirts and just think i'm like some nerdy dorky person you know hey cool whatever i don't care you know like if that's what you think that's what you think it's actually why i absolutely refuse to wear jedi robes unless it's absolutely vital 
you can catch me wearing Jedi robes at two different occasions, and one of which was a favor for a friend, and the other of which was when I conducted uh, Nikki and Alan's wedding service. You can have a Jedi wedding and have the Arcanea stamp on a marriage certificate and not dress up in traditional Jedi robes. As much as I didn't want to do it, it made sense, and it's cool. But again, helping people in Jedi realism, it's something that I've done, and it's actually been a big part of my recovery process because my recovery process, Jedi realism, was a major factor of my progress. And, you know, for other people within recovery, it's actually done a great deal for. And very much as surprising as my sound, a fair number of people who are involved in the Jedi Realist community are actually uh, recovering addicts, some of which talk about it openly and honestly and very freely, others of which kind of hide the aspect that they're in recovery simply because that general dogma that we get of once you're a recovering addict, you're one step away from a relapse and yada, 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 you know, whatever. Um, is it true? I guess under the right circumstances, but if you constantly remind people that they're a recovering addict, guess what's going to happen? They're probably going to relapse. All right. And the last aspect of showing our devotion to our order, you know, at least within Arcanea, is working within our physical communities. This is one of the aspects, I believe, is very overlooked within the overall Jedi Realist community. I believe that too many people <clears throat> waste their time on Facebook. They waste their time arguing with other jag jagoffs. They waste their time, you know, in these Jedi groups trying to look Jedi-er than now instead of actually looking at the communities that they live in. Again, I'm a recovering drug addict. Cool. You know, whatever. If you want to talk some smack on it, feel free. Trust me. I make more jokes about it than you probably were going to. Um, that's the crowd of people I feel the most comfortable with. That's the crowd of people I enjoy working with. And that's the crowd of people that I have a lot of understanding for. So, you know, those are the people I prefer to work with. I also do a lot within my community with um, <clears throat> uh, food banks and uh, feeding homeless projects. These are things I talk about very little because, you know, if you're not part of that, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. Hey, it's cool. Um, I believe community service is actually something that we should all do, but not something that we should post about on social media. If you post about doing community work on social media, then you have to ask yourself, are you doing it for that quick pop internet clout or are you doing it because it's something that you feel driven to do? And I believe during COVID-19, uh, during the pandemic, if you will, uh, one of the biggest failures of the Jedi Realist community is sheltering in place. I wish more people of the Jedi Realist community were out there working with people because, you know, there were a lot of people who were kind of left out on their own. Uh, the recovery community, dude, recovery halls closed. And I go and go to do Zoom meetings. Zoom meetings, okay, cool. They're kind of cool. But a big part of recovery meetings isn't necessarily 
what's said in the meeting. It's also the before meeting chit chat, the after meeting chit chat, hanging out, talking to people and being actively involved in people's lives. We had too many Jedi realists sitting on the sidelines on social media, on their favorite, you know, Facebook group, just talking some smack about how great of a Jedi they are, but they weren't actively serving their communities. You know, there are plenty of homeless people who actually didn't get the chance to eat because the uh, homeless outreach programs were shut down because they were not seen as essential services. So in truth, Wichita was pretty badass. The Wichita recovery community had a number of people who were like making sandwiches and breakfast burritos and all sorts of craziness leaving their house at like, you know, 10 o'clock at night and driving around downtown and giving homeless people food, you know, just because we could, you know, thankfully during the lockdown, Wichita wasn't as locked down as other places were. So our recovery community actually picked up and they did a lot for, you know, our homeless. And these are the projects I believe as Jedi realists, we should be actively involved in. Um, I know Adam uh, Ruggieri from Jedi Realist Radio uh, once a year does this thing to help raise money and sleeps outside. And I could be wrong. I think he said it's the coldest day of the year normally, but I could be mistaken on that one. I could be mixing that up with a Buddhist practice where they sleep outside in the cold during the coldest day of the year. I honestly, I could be mixing that up. But in any event, these are great examples of things people could be doing. Uh, working with big brothers and big sisters, another epic thing that people could be doing. Yeah, we all have jobs. We all have to pay our bills. Thankfully, some of us have less bills than others so we can do more with community service. You know, I'm in a very privileged, people love that word, but I'm in a very privileged uh, situation where my home is paid for. You know, I have no mortgage. I have to pay yearly taxes, BFD. Uh, I only have payments on one of my cars. So, you know, my bills are actually pretty light, which gives me a chance to do more community service work. I totally love that concept. But the concept, you know, the truth is doing community service should be part of our path. It should be a requirement within your order. You know, there are a lot of people out there who are in less than ideal situations and given money or you know, donating uh, non-perishable items uh, to local food banks or, you know, whatnot. You know, these are things that we can be doing. And the cool thing about donating to food banks, donating time at food banks, donating time at, you know, soup kitchens, if you will, is they're not glamorous work. Uh, you know, you should do it. You know, don't post about it on your social media. Just go out and do it. Yeah, I'm talking about it, but notice I'm not talking about where I'm doing my service work at. It's just something that I do. And if you see me there, you know where I'm at. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. But again, that's <clears throat> where our community failed. Our society. The Jedi Realist community in a lot of ways have become very isolated. We spend more time bickering about other orders or we spend more time 
talking smack on people we don't like and less time actually being Jedi realist and we spend less time actually being actively involved in our communities. But in any event, this is the Arcanea Val of attachment or again, devotion, if you will. This is my interpretation of it. If you agree with the message, great, wonderful. If you disagree with the message, great, wonderful. The idea of the episode is to get you to think about what your devotion is. What are you truly devoted to? What are you doing with your life? Not what do you do for a job? That's friggin' boring. You know, that's just, okay, cool. That's what you do for your job. That's what you how you pay your bills. Great, good for you. But what is your work? What are you devoted to? And how do you show that devotion in your everyday life? Think about it. Get back to me. Comment on whatever social media platform you see me on. Uh, send me messages. Send me hate messages. I simply don't care. And, you know, if you go on Archangel Templar uh, Facebook page, dude, our phone number is public. Check us out. Um, other than that, thank you for listening. Love and light. This is Hannigan. I'm out.